All right. Hello, and welcome to the Walkman Whispers podcast. My name is Chad Bartling. Uh, Greg Crane is out on sabbatical. Um, tonight we are joined by Nat Hall and special guest April McDonald. I want to call you April Creed because <laughs> that's what we knew you as. And, that's okay. And, uh, April is a classmate of Nat, Greg, and I's. Uh, she was a college DJ with us also, and uh, regrettably, the uh, butt of some of our jokes on the air. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Many jokes. Yeah. Well, we had we had fun, and and uh, I always thought that you you always got back at me by bringing your mom into the convenience store and giving me a hard time. So <laughs> I was good with that. I, your mom also is one of the one of my favorite people in the whole world. So you know, we were it was always cool. She thinks the same of you. That's anyway, right. so. And- Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, Nick. I was just going to say, yeah, it's uh, really good to have April on board here because I, of course, me, being a mega dork on my radio shows back in the day, <laughs> or still, we might say as well, um, I would say stuff like, and I don't know where it came from because April, for all those listeners out there, she's just the kindness, always been super nice, real friendly, laid back. But I somehow, just to kind of rib her a little bit, called her Miss Black Leather. And I don't know where that came from. I was sure, I was sure hoping her mom never heard that. So. Uh, I bet she does now. You gave me a phone number, too. 1-800-SCREAMER. <laughs> oh, Nat. Oh, no, I'm starting to feel less bad myself, to be honest. <laughs> You should feel like a saint around me these days. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was fun. And thankfully, uh, because the old cassette tapes are a little bit warbled and don't really work as well, I don't have as much proof that's uh, legible <laughs> these days. So that's that, we were, that we were such buttheads? That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you guys are a lot of fun. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kind of like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so April, uh, tell us what you do if you can. So I work in public affairs at Tinker Air Force Base, and right now I'm the chief of internal information, which means I do social media, I write stories, um, I do the website. I have been there for quite a long time, but um, I given tours to people, run programs where we bring people from off base on base and introduce them to the air force and hope they go out and tell the air force story um it's just i do a lot of different things and it's that all is, fun. uh that's totally awesome because the yeah. last time that i <clears throat> really had an idea of what you were doing uh which was several years ago weren't you editor at a newspaper of some sort yes i was publication i was i was editor of the tinker takeoff at Tinker. oh okay oh my gosh okay yeah i finally crossed over to the dark side (laughs) oh i i don't blame you for that at all that's (laughs) totally awesome though i see that's what happens when we become friends on facebook and you think you know what they're doing and you don't (laughs) right So April, April, that's pretty amazing. So you you work awesome. at Tinker Air Force Base. You're deep within the confines. Been there twenty some odd years. So, in other words, you would be known as a deep tinker. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> that was really, really cheesy. Oh. Nat's back. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Uh, I thought he asked for the extra cheese. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Say so we got it. I think so. Oh, my. <laughs> I bet wow. that's cool. I have no desire. Uh, good for you. I hate flying. <laughs> I, I, I do it once in a while, but I, I hate to fly. But uh, Wow. Well, so that's cool. So I'm going to ask you a question I probably know the answer to then. Um, if you've been there, how, how long? 22 years? 22 years, yes. How many presidents have you met? None. Um, none have come since I've been on the government side. We had um, President Bush came when I was a contractor. President Obama came a couple times, but none have come since I've been on the government side of the job. So I haven't gotten to meet any of them. Huh. And see, I figured you were going to say, well, all of them. No. So I'm impressed. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. That's, uh, that's, that's different. <laughs> what are they like? Are they kind of like the entitled ones? Are they pretty cool? Or what, what's it like? The generals that I have met are very nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, military personnel? I can't imagine. Well, we all know a five-star general in the KISS Army. That would be Mr. Big Daddy Crane. Crane. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. We've all met him. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, and that's we love right. him. Well, cool. That's really awesome. Now we're, now we're going to sit here and go, huh, April's got the coolest job in the whole world. <laughs> it is My life is rather dull now. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Um, Okay, so, well, then, we did uh, saddle you with the subject, April, so you want to uh, kind of go into what we're uh, getting at, what we're going to cover tonight? Sure, we're going to talk about songs that have um, invoked memories, whether they're good or bad, so just something that brings back a memory for you. Okay, all right, well, that's great. So do you, let's, so uh, why don't we, uh, well, since we threw that at you, why don't we have Nat start? Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, thank you. It's a great subject. (laughs) And I am looking forward to this one. So I've got a couple different songs. And one of the most impactful ones earliest in the Nat Man's life was one when I was just a wee, wee lad back in the early 80s. And I mean the early 80s. This would have been 1982, and I was in junior high school. Before I moved to Alaska, this is right before I moved to Alaska, I was in eighth grade, and there was a song that came out that year that, so I played junior high football. We lived in Northeast Nevada. We had football. I was a football player. It's kind of, it was a small school, so, uh, but we would be in a big old yellow bus, and we would just drive around these small little highways in northeast Nevada to other schools and play junior high football. And there was tackle football. And I remember the, I almost remember it to a T, it was a bus trip where we, the junior hires, got to ride with the high school team. And when we did that, all the high schoolers, so this is 1982. A couple of the big football players and the coolest of all the football players were in the very back of the bus. And they had this boom box that was probably about 125 pounds. <laughs> and it had huge racks of speakers on it. Right when cassette tapes were really in their heyday. And from the back of this bus, all of us eighth graders turned around and heard what sounded like a helicopter landing. 
we're like, what is that? And then all of a sudden we heard this sort of like this ominous kind of music and then some like laser ray guns firing. Oh. And all of a sudden a guitar exploded. It was Aldo Nova Fantasy. Oh, fantasy. I I will always remember as a 12 or 13 year old when that tune hit, the first time I heard it, my ears almost melted. I was in awe. It was the type of music that my parents would have, my dad would have taken an axe to because he did not <laughs> like heavy metal music. And I heard that, and I heard this screaming guitar, and then this singer, great voice, Aldo Nova himself, but then these dual guitar solos back and forth and back and forth. That song, Fantasy, just blew me up because I hadn't really heard much metal before that. I had heard Foreigner, I had heard Journey, but I'd never heard anything like Aldo Nova with those heavy, heavy metal guitars just screaming along. Because I was from a small town in Nevada at that time, before, right before we moved to Alaska. We moved to Alaska that next January. But that fall, I was playing junior high football. And that just melted my eardrums and it forever warped my sensibilities because I had to have more of that metal. I had to have more. I loved it. Oh, my gosh. So that song had so much impact. 12, 13 years old. I was looking for anything and everything I could find. And by golly, the next year, I found what I thought was a satanic record. But I found Motley Crue's Shout at the Devil. (laughs) And it was over after that. (laughs) Amen, brother. Oh, man. I'm telling you what, that song, Fantasy, absolutely blew it up for me because I'd never heard metal before. I'd heard hard rock. You know, I heard rock and roll, you know, Eddie Money, you know, and that was kind of good rock and roll and, and, you know, Bruce Springsteen and just some of the rock, but not hard rock, heavy metal. Hadn't heard anything like that before. So that just absolutely threw me on my ear, you know, throat punched me. Yeah, it, it gave me a throat punch and kicked me in the fanny and told me to keep on walking, son. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet, boy. <laughs> That's right. So that was the most impactful song in my early life that I can ever remember because that's what turned me on to heavy metal at that time. Gotcha. Nice. Gotcha. So cool. that's that's the early Natman years right there. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you want to take this one? April, or you want me to take the oh, next you, one? You go right ahead. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> I'll start out with... Uh, so, I, I mean, I've mentioned it before. My first record album was uh, Love Gun by Kiss. <laughs> and I was in first grade when my cousins gave me that album. My parents were not impressed. And I listened <laughs> to it over and over and over again. And I think as... Uh, young as I was, I must have just been in love with the spectacle that is Kiss. But we'll roll into 1978, and I'm sure it was in the backseat of whatever my dad had. Now, 1978, keep in mind, I was seven. So the song Hot Blooded came on by Foreigner. Mm. And there is not a a time, and I've got a, I've got millions and millions and millions of songs that I love, and I love to crank up and drive down the road and that kind of stuff. But there's plenty of them that I'll turn them down after a couple minutes and move along. Hot Blooded 
I stop what I'm doing. I might even pull over to the side of the road and listen to that whole song. And it's just, it's it's the song that really moved me into rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And, you know, much to my parents' chagrin, they were big into my My mom loved Barry Manilow and my dad loved <laughs> the Bellamy Brothers, you know. So it was, uh, it was kind of a rough deal for them. I bet. And uh, especially my sister, because, you know, she pretty much had to do what I wanted to do. So uh, I I remember many, many times uh, my dad coming home and me having either a Kiss record on or hot-blooded blasting on the the old Technic audio stereo that uh, didn't even have an 8-track player on it, by God. I just had to dial in the FM radio station. So (laughs) he'd come home and he'd just give me that look and he'd turn it off. (laughs) oh man so that's probably that's probably my youngest memory of what brought me into uh being musically appreciative of of uh of of uh i don't know if you call it can you call something in 1978 metal you know in 78 that was about as metal i mean that was that was was as hard rock as you got i guess you could say yeah. So, I mean, I feel like we progressed into to metal as we know it, probably like in the early '80s, mid or mid '80s. You know, I mean, we've got you got hair metal, but then you got Metallica metal, and yeah, that's where I kind of get get the lines blurred. But but uh, so yeah, Hot Blooded was the first hard rock song that just that did what it did to you. I wasn't playing football or anything; I was just hanging out in my parents' back seat with nothing to do, begging them to turn it up. <laughs> you know it's funny you, you mentioned the term heavy metal at that time you know i i have read something i'm sure it's on wikipedia just have to look it up but that that term was kind of coined either by some journalist that was listening to early like late 70s early 80s judas priest or iron maiden where they said that hits you like a freight train like heavy metal or Heavy metal poisoning, okay. or you know, like uh-huh. heavy metal poisoning, mercury, right. something like that. But well, yeah. So when the, the that animated movie, Heavy Metal, when the, when did that come about? Because that's almost all less like exclusively Sammy Hagar stuff, right? Nineteen eighty. Yes. Okay. So I mean, the term has been around for a while, for sure. Talk about one twisted cartoon! Holy moly! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen it, but believe it or not, <laughs> I'm sure it's another one of those things that my mom was like, "You're not watching that." Like, okay, oh my mom. gosh! Yes, yeah. yeah. And you know the song <laughs> by Don Felder, the title track to Heavy Metal, is a nice kind of rock song, but it's not a heavy metal tune at all. Right. But they did, yeah. So Don Felder did that title track, Heavy Metal. But yeah, yeah, it's a kind of a cool. But boy, that whole Foreigner Four album. Holy moly. It's, yeah, it's delicious. a smoker. That is it is awesome. Absolutely. That's better than a four alarm barbecue there, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now you're up, April. All right. So my first song, let's go back to my sophomore year of high school. I was at a school dance. Um a guy had just asked me to dance, and I said, sorry, I'm tired. I'm going to sit this one out. Then another guy came and said, hey, you want to dance? And I said, okay. 
so uh, we right. Yeah, so um, the other the other kid went home and cried. So. Uh, probably not, but <laughs> the song that was playing, I uh, I hear, I can't drive fifty five by Sammy Hagar. So that's the one that was playing when when I did that. <laughs> anyway, I went and hid in the back. Very good. Oh, very good. Wow. That's awesome. Wow, that's pretty cool. I can't, uh, I can't really think of a high school dance I want to remember, <laughs> <laughs> or a junior high dance for that matter. You know, the high school dances for us were more like, "When's the slow song coming on?" and "Who am I scoping to find?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there were many partnerless slow songs. <laughs> I tell you. Well, and you know, growing up in Guyman, if you wanted to go to a dance. I mean, they had junior high and high school dances, but the thing, the place to be was that KSCB dance every two weeks. Oh. KSCB brought a dance, brought the KSCB dance machine down. And it was in one of the buildings in the fairgrounds. And man, we filled it up every time. Very nice. Yeah. Man. KSCB dance machine. I've heard that term. I've never heard one of those dance machine. Yes. That's right. Um, Yeah. So I I ran around with a little bit older crowd when I was, when I got older, you know, Um, like in June, like when I was in seventh grade, all my friends were the ninth graders. And so they went to high school, you know, as sophomores and we still hung out. We would, they'd pick me up on on Saturday nights. We'd go to the KSCB dance. Fine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you guys know how much there was to do in Guyman, Oklahoma, otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go cow tipping? (laughs) Why I spent a lot of time watching Miami Vice on Saturday nights. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine there's a lot less in Laverne. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's a lot less in Laverne. We would go drag in Maine. Did you guys ever go drag Maine? Do you know what that is? Um,. We would drive around just from one stoplight to another. Well, not there's only one stoplight, oh, yes. but we would just drive in I circles. I was a pro. Yeah. Dragging Maine was a lot of fun. So I have great memories of hanging oh, out with my friends, yes. listening oh. to Tone Loke. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Take me my back. Goodness. Wow, thing. <laughs> <laughs> man that's pretty good well i tell you that whole yeah man you're so dragon maine that's i there when we drug maine and gnome alaska <laughs> that's you there were you were basically driving around down about oh half a mile and back down half a mile because there were very few well, roads in and out of gnome i i'm sure that's not any different than what we did no. I mean, oh. you know, in, Gu- in Gaiman, in Gaiman, the main drag was uh, from Jack and Jill, or basically Sonic, there in Gaiman, down to the extension center, and you turned around at the extension center, and you went right back the other way. There you go. You know, so you that could that was probably a half a mile. You know, if you got real bored, you decided to blow the cobwebs out of the car, you'd go drive around Sunset Lake or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well. So that was, uh, man, that was nice, April. I've, 
I've got another one also where it's got great memory. So we'd already gone the route of Aldo Nova first time ever hearing metal. Oh, blew it up. Wow. So after that, just a couple years later, I was living in Nome, Alaska at that time. And we, my, my mother's family is all from Mississippi. So we had a, a Christmas down in Mississippi. So it took a long time to fly down. And in Mississippi, they had something called cable television. Ooh. <laughs> in nice. Nome, Alaska, we had one channel, and it had the wonderful nickname RatNet, Rural Alaska Television Network, RatNet. <laughs> they have since changed the acronym. Good. <laughs> for, Good. for marketing purposes. Miss, miss Public Information and Relations, <laughs> for marketing purposes, they changed it from RatNet to ARCS, the Alaska Regional communication system (laughs) but (laughs) but so going from one channel that would change different channels so abc cbs pbs nbc it changed about every three hours so that was our gig we had one channel in gnome we were pretty sheltered but went down to grandma grandpa's place in mississippi had some of my crazy cousins down there, because if you're from Mississippi and they're your cousins, they're definitely crazy cousins. <laughs> and got down there and I had another uh, cousin of mine that was kind of a rock and roller like myself. And I was, he was like, hey, have you ever heard of MTV? I was like, MTV? No. Is that like something, like PBS or something like that? He goes, Mississippi uh, TV? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mississippi TV, exactly. Uh, actually, it's not Mississippi with four syllables. It's Mississippi? three syllables. Mississippi. There you go. Yep. Mississippi. But anyways, Mississippi TV, yeah. Good one. <laughs> but music television. First time he was like, hey, man, you got to watch this MTV. And so we watched some, and I was like, holy cow, music videos? What is this weird? What is this witchery? You know, I had no clue. I didn't know anything about it. But they had this wonderful program called the Headbangers Ball. That I was brand new. It was brand new. I was in Shangri-La, dudes and dudettes, (laughs) because I was just watching Mesmerized. But the most mesmerized I was, and I'll never forget it. I was watching. So my parents, you know, I'd watched a lot of reruns from the past, you know, like I Love Lucy and, you know, and Perry Mason and all that. Well, Gilligan's Island. There was this, yeah, Gilligan's Island. That was a staple, you know. So we were watching this video. I was like, these weird dudes are all in this makeup and stuff. And there's Milton (laughs) Berle. What is he doing in a heavy metal it was rats, yes. round and round. Rats, yeah. round and round. First time I saw MTV, that first night I saw round and round. It was a brand new tune. It blew me away. And there was Uncle Milty <laughs> there. And he was both yes. a male, and of course, yeah. he was famous for being a yep. female. <laughs> and yep. it was classic. It was cheese deluxe, but it was oh, yeah. just... Just, I was glued to the TV. I was like, man, how often do they play this? You know, because you couldn't just rewind. You didn't have... You right. Know, right. You know. <laughs> so, I was like, ah. But that blew me away. And when I heard those two twin guitar solos and that guy's crunchy voice, Stephen Piercy's voice, and, and then just the perfect package for a rat. I loved that music. I was well into Motley yep. Crue 
well into early Metallica, well into Scorpions and all that. When I heard that, I was like, holy moly, what is this? And that crazy cousin from Mississippi, he was the one who introduced me <laughs> to Mississippi TV. Or oh, there you go. Music Big television to, to all the rest of us. Mississippi Headbangers Ball. <laughs> Heck yeah. Very nice. That's we, actually we don't, really we awesome. We don't spit in the spittoon. We headbang it with it. We headbutt it. <laughs> Oh, I'll never forget music, uh, MTV, and I just kept looking over to my shoulder to make sure my parents, and especially my grandparents, were going to walk in when we're watching Headbangers Ball. Because I knew there'd either be like an axe slung at the TV or (laughs) or at least a shoe slung at my head. But yeah, that was that was impactful. That first music television program when I saw Round and Round by Rat. Very nice. Very, very good. I'm On impressed. Mississippi TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll pull in the next one here, but it's going to be way out in left field. Um, so in 78, we had Hot Blooded. 79, there was a song that Hank Williams Jr. wrote and sang called Odied in Denver. Now, I didn't hear it until probably the early 80s, so we'll say 82, 83, but it is halfway responsible for being the only reason I never tried drugs, people. Hmm. All this, right. Good. So, this is where I go into the naivety of being a child, but a song that had a huge impact on me. So, this song basically, you know, it goes that uh, Hank Williams Jr. met this gal in Denver, uh, but since he had too much cocaine, he can't remember her name, but he'd sure like to find her again. And I just remember thinking, well, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, you shouldn't have done drugs. This is this is the whole reason you don't do drugs. You might have met the love of your life. I'm, you know, uh, an 83, I'm uh, 12. 11, 12, so, you know, I still don't really understand the world, but uh, I just remember thinking how dumb he must have been <laughs> to, to overdo it. But then he wrote this, you know, he wrote a song about it. I just, I just remember, I've always, and it's to this day, one of my favorite songs in the world. And a million people have covered it. I'll listen to it all day long if I have to. But, uh, in fact, there was a time... Uh, that uh, I was gonna, that I had an acoustic guitar, and I was gonna, I was gonna go around and play shows. Now this is much, much later on in life. Like this was around the time of my divorce. I was, I got an acoustic guitar, and I was gonna learn all the songs, and I was gonna go around to bars and do, do shows, you know, acoustic shows and that kind of stuff. But never happened. <clears throat> I do know how to play that song though. <laughs> I could, I could play that one and sing it for you if I have to. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> so yeah, as a as a young child, it definitely got my attention. Served its purpose. So yeah, Good. I guess he saved one kid. Yep. <laughs> All right. Who's next? All right. I think so. I think it's my turn again, right? So let's go back to mm-hmm. yeah. Let's go. Let's go back to our days oh, at Panhandle. Yeah. Yep. Um, everybody sang Dumas Walker, 
and uh, the Kentucky Headhunters, Dumas Walker. It didn't matter. Black, white, brown, everybody was singing yep. it. So I remember a player, a basketball player who walked around. He was, um, he had his big headphones on his head and he was saying, let's all go <laughs> down to Dumas Walker. Down to Dumas Walker. That's right. So he, uh, yeah. yep. So that one, when I hear that song, I can visualize being back at Panhandle, seeing him walk around. Sure. Yeah, that was, that's fun. Song everybody can relate to, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's actually that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. is. It's it's and pretty fun. Pretty sure I know kids. exactly who that guy was too. <laughs> you probably do. <laughs> and we knew some kids from Dumas, Texas too, didn't we, during that time? Well, yes. You better believe it. I yes, got we did. One of our guys from Dumas, Texas is a state trooper in Dumas, Texas now. Oh. Ah. James McDowell. Ah, James. My yep. boy. Nice. I'll tell you. We would have never guessed that 25 years ago. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure that James McDowell got off of probation and James and I went and got a case of beer to celebrate. Oh. I don't think either one of us were old enough. But. Uh-oh. <laughs> right. So, oh, boy. I uh, always joke around that the Texas State Patrol must not do a very good background check. <laughs> Or the standards are <laughs> not creeping even toward the uh, the equator line right now. They're needing some help. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, that's pretty good. Boy, Dumas Walker. So that was a good one. I, I like that. I remember, See, I'm a guy from Alaska. I even can hum along with that one. Uh, that's, uh, that's, oh, that's, yeah. not that's not bad. It was hard yeah. not to when you lived there. Yes. You know? Yes, it was. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, was enough, there was enough cowboys that could afford thumping stereo systems that you couldn't miss the song. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that is right. They might not be able to walk because they got bucked off a horse, but their dually had a good stereo. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, hey, I now will give you my last. Actually, there are two of them. It is the Twin Towers of Pain in my soul. So the Twin Towers of Pain in my soul. These give an 11. If the wretch o meter is 1 to 10, this is an 11 to me. (laughs) Both of these songs. (sighs) This would be... Nirvana's Smell Like Teen Spirit and <laughs> Pearl Jam's Jeremy. Okay. So, let me tell you why I, I all of a sudden this. start dry heaving when I hear these songs. <laughs> okay. All right. So, with these songs, so I am a dyed-in-the-wool, head-banging fool. Ow! And anyways, you know, so when it comes down to hard rock, hair metal, screaming guitars... Thumping bass and thundering drums, that's me, that's me. But, all of a sudden, these extremely depressed-looking fellas with exceptionally crappy hair and, you know, new three chords. Hey, we're a band. We're a grunge band. Oh, (laughs) the advent of grunge rock about killed me. Because when I heard these two songs bereft of any musical flavor whatsoever i went oh that is gross that's sickening i mean this isn't gonna this isn't gonna hang 
That can't compare with Motley Crue. That can't compare with the Scorpions, with Rat, with Def Leppard. And all of a sudden it dislodged from the thrones of all American metalheads. brother. Preach it. Oh, <laughs> these two. So these two songs embody the death of American heavy metal to me at that point <sighs> in time. Yeah. And yeah. It, was, it was a decade to a decade and a half of just drudgery, doom, gloom, and drudgery, much like the Seattle skyline in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> you almost so, looked forward to hearing something from Madonna. I almost did. I wanted to watch her music videos at the time, for sure. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, I was so depressed when that actually not only started getting more airplay, but it stuck and it dislodged all these great hair metal <sighs> bands and hard rock it, bands. It killed, it killed our did. music. Yes. It really did. Yes, it did. And I was forever stuck in 1985, like the song said. <laughs> oh, I know. Me too. And there's a tune called, you know, Video killed the radio star. Uh-huh. Remember yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wasn't my that gosh. the? Wasn't that the very first song played on MTV? It was. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. I don't even know who sang it, but ah, but I'm telling you, when the grunge Red rock Crane knows. hit, oh, I just, oh, I just couldn't handle it. I just wanted to throw myself off of the the closest cliff that I could find. It was awful. That's terrible. And you were like, in the wrong place. Bang. It's like, you know, I need to go find a dull knife and start hacking away in my wrists. Because that's what this music makes me want to do. (laughs) And then I went out and bought a Tori Amos CD so that you could hear an even worse version of it. (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh. I was like, okay, well. There there are members of this band, Nirvana, who... This Kurt Cobain, yeah, he didn't impress me at the time. And then there's this bassist, a, about a seven-foot giant man wearing a dress in this video. Smells like Teen Spirit, their bassist, who became a legislator in Washington. I couldn't believe it. Really? I don't know his name, but he was ridiculous. Shouldn't surprise you at all. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> but uh, that that was just the bane of my existence at the time. I, I was, you know, hey, I mean, the ni- early 90s, 1990. For both of those bands. 1990, I mean, by golly, I am 21, 20 to 21 years old, just starting to hit it, and all of a sudden, this is popular culture? Yeah, I mean, that's when uh, you had Skid Row was just starting to gain momentum. Guns N' Roses was just really, you know, all these bands that uh, that we love um, were in their prime, and then all of a sudden, these jackasses came along and destroyed it destroyed Nobody. our way of life i mean yep right well before not our internet. way of life but yeah <laughs> before the yeah before the internet you know radio or record companies just said just started dropping all these amazing heavy metal hard rock bands oh, yeah. for all yeah. these bands and you know the internet you couldn't go find them you couldn't you know simply you know, send a wire to Sweden or something where it was still popular. Right. It was like, oh my gosh. The internet, <laughs> Nat's most favorite invention in the whole world because he didn't have to stick with the United States anymore. That's I right. Thank, thank you, Al Gore, for creating the internet for us. Now I can listen to all the European bands that I want. Yavud, Yavud. Yeah, Chinese bike, here I come. Bang your head. 
<laughs> Mental health will drive you mad. <laughs> All right, that's so. Those two songs, I just, I just almost have to. If I hear it on the radio in the vehicle, I just almost have to pull over to the side of the road and go outside and catch my breath because oh, that just makes me want to start hacking on my wrists. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I, I've uh, I've been looking for someone to put that into words my whole life. <laughs> you, just, you just took care of it for me, Nat. I appreciate that. Well, Anybody ever wonders why I'm such a grouchy, grouchy old man? Just come listen to this episode. There you go. <laughs> well, you're welcome, buddy. Ro. <laughs> it's all Nirvana's fault. <laughs> and. <laughs> And and as uh, Greg Crane would call it, uh, Nirvana and Toe Jam. That's uh, <laughs> or more more commonly known in my world as Nirvanus. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, so I'm gonna. I guess I had more than I thought. I, I'm gonna tie oh. two together here myself. Unless you want to go, April. It's oh, up to you. go right okay. ahead. So. Kind of not really along your same vein here, but we're getting there in that. 85, the song that solidified me into the hair metal. For, I mean, I'd been listening to all that stuff. I stayed up late for, to watch Saturday night videos so I could see Rock of Ages and and uh, all the good Def Leppard stuff. But oh, yeah. the first time I heard the opening lines to In My Dreams by Dawkins in 1985, mm. ah. I knew where my musical interest would lie for the rest <laughs> of my life. And uh, so, I mean, so that's significant, but for an actual, I don't know if I can go with an actual song, but I've got an album, the uh, Dawkins Back for the Attack album, a couple years later. Yes. uh, Right around the time I got my driver's license. My mom's little Datsun 310GX had a little, had a cassette player that you had to (laughs) flip the tape over when you wanted to listen to the next side. Pretty sure I wore the tape out listening to it, but I can I distinctly remember having to push the car off to the side of the road because I was listening to Sleepless Night, Nat's least favorite song on that album. And, uh, <laughs> yes, it is. I slipped the clutch a little too much at a stop sign and burnt the clutch right out of the car. Had oh. had to push it over to the side of the road. Had to walk home, oh. and uh, then we had to go tow it back the next day. Oh, there is a memory. That is definitely a memory. <laughs> definitely. But I bet you let the song finish before you push the car off. <laughs> I'm sure I did that. I might have sat in the car and listened to the uh, listened to the whole side before I walked home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That that is memorable. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So so I I will have one more, but that's those that was uh, that was my segment of that or whatever you want to call it. All right. So is it my turn? I have two. This is where it's where I'm going to get a little sappy. First one is um, "Groovy Kind of Love" by Phil Collins. Um, my best friend in high school and I we used to sing to everybody. It doesn't matter what if they wanted oh. us to sing to them or not, but we were always singing a groovy kind of love. And so I always think of her <laughs> when I hear that. We probably didn't need to be right. singing that. But, I mean, I'm sure we annoyed a lot of people with our singing. But that's what we always sang. And my other one is going to be 
um, another sappy one. This one is called A Heart Like Mine, and I am married to a Canadian, and okay. every time we hear this song, when when it comes on, Blue Rodeo is his favorite band, so um, wow. I think about the first time I was up there visiting him, and he was playing this song, and it starts out really slowly, yes. and then it drums come in and he started banging his head and I was like alright and that was the first time I thought that's my that's my guy right there so that that song always brings <laughs> back memories to me Yeah. alright alright that's cool. awesome yeah that so, awesome. by the way April I, uh, I it's awesome to know that your husband's Canadian a fellow northerner <laughs> and uh, you know I don't know. I know Chad's heard this before. I'm not sure. He if was a hockey player too, right? He did play Ooh. hockey, just not professionally, but he played pickup hockey. Uh, okay, but still. Yeah. Hey, you know how to pull. He know how to put on the blades. Oh All yes, right, definitely. All right. Well, you, you know, just to make his day, and sometimes if he's getting a little bit too chipper with you, and you need to kind of push him down a notch, <laughs> all you have to do is say, "Hey, I have a friend who's Alaskan." Do you know what Alaskans call Canadians? And he'll go, what? And he'll go, Southerners. Southerners, yep, that's right. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> that always makes me, you know, endeared to my fellow Canucks. Yes, you know? I can imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they're fun. <sighs> I like he'll, that. He'll be like, I'm a Southerner? What? <laughs> is, he is now. That is I can awesome. I you that, yeah. Do you have another one, Nat? You know, I don't have another one except for just a quick, quick little shot, and no. this will well, surprise you. Okay, so on this let's one. let's save that because I hate oh. to end the podcast on this one. Okay, go for it. Go for uh, it. If that if that makes any sense. So go for and it. And it's I mean it's no secret. I'm I'm trying trying here. So around 2007, I got I got divorced and I moved out to Eastern Nebraska and went to work on a hog farm, and. Uh, to say that I was a resentful, angry young man, or old man, however you want to look at it. I was in my 30s, mid-30s, <laughs> to clear through to my early 40s to mid-40s. I, uh, I spent a lot of time in a bottle and uh, hating life in general. And uh, so right towards the end of that, just about the, actually right around the time that things were... I'm starting to come out of it, and actually that my life was was changing completely, and I got my new job and was headed to back to the Grand Island area where I'm at now. Got this job that I love and and uh, all that stuff. A guy by the name of Chad Solons, and the band is Chad Solons and the Last Call Coalition, had a song called Hurtin' Songs. Hmm. And uh, I may have even recommended this one before, but I will put the link up on our podcast page. But uh, I couldn't listen to that song enough. And it's a really deep... Well, I mean, I don't know if you want to call it really deep. I don't know what he, how he feels about it. But uh, he's part of that Red Dirt movement down there in Oklahoma. Um, I think he's from Stillwater or something along those lines. But uh, that song, man, I played it and played it and played it and played it. And it just... Man, it just it it spoke to me an awful lot at the time. Uh, I wouldn't say it's my theme song, but it, it kind of pulled me up out of there, got me back on level ground. 
So I uh, I try not to listen to it too much because it kind of reminds me of who I was. But, um, you know. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't uh, a total asshole. <laughs> I was just, uh, we'll just say internally tortured, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. It was probably the best way to put it. But uh, so that's... That's the song that uh, I, I can't say that it, it strikes one particular memory or anything, but uh, it, uh, like I said, it, it had a lot to do with pulling me pulling me out of a dark. I'm not saying I was hopeless, but it's just a it's just a it's just a great song. That's all I got. That's all I can say about it. So, bring us back, Nat. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so I've got a song that uh, this one. Is a little bit different from what I usually talk about. I'm, a, I'm the metal guy. Hell yeah, I'm the metal guy. But this is a song back from my high school years in Nome. And of course, back in Nome, you know, it was a small high school. Um, I had 48 in my graduating class, and it was the largest class in the high school at that point. And I had a buddy of mine who was a year older. And so this buddy, very well-spoken, great guy. He still listens to my Mullet Metal May- Mayhem radio sh- show every week. He's just a great guy. I call him Bionic Brian. He's on the Anvil Mountain outpost of metal, you know, in the, the metal bunker out there. But, but I'm old. I listen to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was a great guy. We'd always pile several of us guys in his. He had an old 77 Chevy Blazer. And... This Chevy Blazer was two-tone. It was kind of a gold color and rust. I mean, it was just the nastiest, (laughs) rusted-out vehicle of all time. So it was probably about a $400 vehicle, but he had about a $1,500 stereo in it. Oh, wow. Because that's what you did when you were in high school. That's what you did. It doesn't matter what you're riding in. It's the sounds and the tunage coming out. Breaking your windows, basically. Exactly. So, Amen. And Amen. back then, it was loud as it goes. So we, we believed <laughs> all the way in the spinal tap. We're taking it to 11, man. So, <laughs> so That's it, huh? the song that really stands out to me for just having fun, having a blast, because we would do crazy stuff on his. I mean, we would have guys standing on top of the blazer and doing kind of like surfing, running down the road and oh. stuff in the super cold weather. And just, it was just a blast. But the song that he would just crank super loud because the intro was incredible. It was unbelievable. It, and on a super loud stereo, it was the only way that you could listen to it, in my opinion. It was Dire Straits' Money for Nothing. That is nice. a great tune. Yes. And when that tune came on with the whole intro and it going, you know, I mean, that whole kind of chaotic semblance that happened before it, and then that giant guitar. But then it kind of mellows out into just kind of a nice rock song after that. But boy, that that entrance tune, listening in Brian's blazer with a bunch of us guys in there, just, you, you didn't dare put your finger in your ears because you'd be a wuss. No. <laughs> well, you can't handle loud music. What's wrong, Dad? You know, so anyways, but it would just make your ears bleed. But I remember that as some of the best times, just cranking it up and uh, just doing ridiculous, crazy things. We'd, of course, have, you know, um, 
a rope on the back with an old hood from another vehicle that you'd oh. kind of run down behind the, you know, on the snow and ice. And so, yeah. So Fine. good times in Nome, yeah. Alaska. So that good was, times. that was a big one for me. <laughs> yeah. So not, not usually a, a Dire Straits fan boy at all, but that tune in that rig was undeniable. It was great. Yeah. The, the intro to that is just timeless. You know, oh, yeah. there's um, there's no way that you can't just uh, hear that intro start and just turn it up to 11. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. turn it up to 11. That's the only <laughs> that's a, only way to go. But um, a, So that's it for me. That's, great team. That, those are my unforgettable moments in life. Heck yeah. Very nice. I, I actually came up with another one, but I'm going to save it for my recommended song. Okay. All right. Okay. So... Yeah, see, I, I, I'm driving down the road all day today going, well, okay, so there's this one. Then I got here, and it's like, that's still the only one I've got. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, my brain's starting to unwind a little bit, and I'm like, oh, but what about... Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, it was a great idea. Um, Thanks. You, you're also, Robin, responsible for one of our better episodes, yeah. Um, our our guilty pleasure. Yes, yes. Episode that you uh, you had suggested that to us, and uh, my wife is a new listener, my beautiful bride, and uh, she listened to that one, and she's like, "I didn't know you liked Jessica Simpson." I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." She says, "Well, you said that was the only reason. It was the only reason you'd watch the new Duke's Hazard movie." I said, "I said, well, it is." <laughs> I said, but that wasn't my guilty pleasure. You must not have listened to the whole thing yet. She's like, what do you mean? I said, Britney Spears. And she's, she's like, no, I haven't got to that yet. And uh, so she's like, yeah, I'm learning all kinds of stuff about my husband. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's not something I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. We have so much fun. And I was laughing because, I mean, I've said this before. I, I, always, listen, I always listen to our podcast before I throw it out there on on all the platforms and uh i can listen to it a couple times and i i was there when we recorded it and i'm still laughing my head off in the truck while i'm driving down the road listening to it and uh, so we love doing this podcast and um it's it's so much fun it's probably probably one of the coolest things though it's like you know i get to talk to nat and greg once a week for sure you know there you go and uh, and we really appreciate you coming on with us yeah, really. Well, if that starts happening, it's been nice knowing you, pal. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, so, But we do appreciate you coming on with us, April. We really do. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen. We had one of Nat's friends on last week, uh, Bear from Roadkill Radio. And uh, that one was a lot of fun. Like I said, I screwed up the first 10 minutes of it, but I... I recovered it, so nice, nice. recovery. Nice well, recovery. thank you guys. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you asking me. Oh, yes. oh yeah, you too. No, you too. I had don't no idea feel you worked stupid. for the Department of Defense. I, I feel so stupid now. I know, and you didn't invite me. <laughs> you to know, your wedding. Um, my rude. wife and I got married in Oklahoma City. <laughs> well, now, um, for shame, the funny thing for about shame. that is there was only one one set of witnesses invited to the wedding. But uh, a few more people showed up at the... Where did we go? We went to a pizza place in the Arts District. And, and that's those where, witnesses that's where, were in the Witness Protection Plan. 
Uh, they maybe they should have been. It, it was it was Jerry Mangum and his wife. So. Well, I forgive you. Ah, yes, All right. the madman. <laughs> the madman. So, um, so this is the part, April, where you get to pick a oh. song that uh, a song or an album that you're going to listen to for yourself this week, and then a song that okay. you would recommend that our audience goes seek out and then all right normally well, i'll find the link to that my... song on youtube and post it on the page so uh we can either give you a few minutes to figure that out we'll okay we'll throw it to nat then because right. he's gonna go there you go he'll go find his cd so he can show it to us <laughs> i will go skipping go and converting around the planet you know and i'll go find some yep, he's gonna country. go find something from sweden yes sweden well, last week, I basically told everybody to go listen to a great track from an Australian band called Airborne. Right. And, and I, I, I was all over it. that. Yes. Oh, good tune, huh? Oh, dude. Airborne. I, it's, I can't not like Airborne. There's oh, no know. way to not like Airborne. They are just, they're just like ACDC. It's not complicated music, but it just no. rocks. It's, and it's just, just rock and roll. It's just great. You know, nitty gritty, grimy, slimy, just crawled out of the dumpster, rock and roll, right there. So yes, yep, <laughs> for your listening pleasure, for sure. Uh, but, well, it's kind of like they—they they remind me of uh, ACDC's philosophy on rock and roll. <laughs> Not yes. everybody has straight white teeth, and that's the people that we make music for. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, because we 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 cater to the English, and their teeth are just horrid. <laughs> Oh my! There you have it. So, but, so but that, I haven't got around. I haven't got around to posting that on the page yet. But I'll, uh, I'll get. I'll try and get some of that stuff done. I don't know. We got okay. a great big funny show, funny car show at the drag strip this weekend. So, we'll see how oh. much time I've got. But, oh, there you go. Okay. Well, hey, you might want to play that tune. It's called "Red Dress Woman" by Airborne. It's off of a, one of their yes. obscure albums. That's kind of their B side albums. It's the the songs that didn't make. There are CDs, and they're fantastic. And so they just have a great catalog of music. And then I listened to last week. uh, I got, so I always get, I'm a CD guy. I keep getting CDs. I've got thousands of CDs now. Probably, I don't know how many, well over 3,000. Who knows what it is now. But I got the latest German, just absolute Panzer Tank Division metal. It's a band called Primal Fear. Okay. Primal Fear. It's off of the oh. latest album. Latest album is called Metal Commando. Metal Commando. It just came out a month ago. <laughs> go Commando. Yeah, Go Commando. Boy, are they ever. <laughs> and uh, if you're like Wasp, if you're like the band Wasp, you'll have a circular saw codpiece when you go Commando. <laughs> but uh, I digress. Quickly. Yes. Quickly now. Quickly. Okay. So Metal Commando. I listened to that whole album. I played another tune off of the album. This last radio show I did, it's just a smoking awesome, straight to your face, just bludgeon you with heavy metal. It's just great stuff. And the guy sounds exactly like Rob Halford of Judas Priest with maybe a higher octave level. Uh, he's, he's amazing. He's just amazing. So Early Judas Germ- Priest. Yeah, early Judas Priest, when he could really hit the rafters with his voice. So... So that was loved the album. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm just still loving the dining. It's delicious with fava beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> <sighs> 
So that's that's the album that I've been just stymin' on. Hardcore, loving it. But here is the song and the entire album. Holy cow, it's it's phenomenal. So one of my favorite bands, April, uh, Chad already knows this, but I am a huge fan of the Swiss Mm -hmm. band Crocus. Ah, yes. I love, love, love. (laughs) I'm a fanboy of Crocus to the nth degree. They are just amazing. But, so I'm going to interrupt you. I'm going to interrupt you. You know what my favorite Crocus song is? What? Hmm. That song, Long Stick Goes Boom. Yes. That. Yes. That's a killer. <laughs> that's about rifles. <laughs> not in Chad's okay. world. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> well, not you know. No. You know. Well. Well, yeah, it's it, a, it, it maybe is a little risque on the subject matter, but it's yeah. it's it's where you get the crocus sound, you know. That's it's right. Like it's it sounds like Bon Scott, ACDC, early, you know. Yes, it does. You know, regardless of the subject matter, that's the thing. And I've said that <laughs> I've said this before, and I hate saying it, but eighties eighties hair metal is some of the greatest musicianship with some of the shittiest lyrics ever written. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A lot of the lyrics I'm like, I'm headbanging. What you listening to, Dad? Uh, nothing. You're not going to listen to this. Yeah. I'm listening to someone play guitar, really. I promise. Uh-huh. Just reading yeah, the article. Mumbling. There's mumbling going on behind the scenes. All right. But so so yeah, Crocus is oh, great. They've got they've yes. been a rock and roll band for a long time. So they on their tenth album. In 1987, wow. so they've been rocking a long time. Man, Their they have been. Album wow. in 1987, 10th. They've got about 20 albums out right now. Right now. So, oh yeah. But it was a, a band called, or, excuse me, an album called Heart Attack. Came out in 1987. It's awesome. It is just prime. And that's 1987. That's spelled hard attack, right? H a r d. No, this it one is, is heart. heart. Okay. Attack. Yeah. Okay. All right. There, there is another album called Heart Attack by another band, and I'm okay. Uh, right. failing who that might be right now, but uh, right. but yeah, this one's Heart Attack. Yeah, Heart Heart Attack. Um, okay. And 1987 came out. The second song, and I've played it on my radio show well, about once every four to six months or so. It's called Wild Love, and it is premium. 80s hair metal hard rock it, because they they got a little bit more radio not radio friendly but not quite the gritty grimy kind of sound they got a little bit more commercial he definitely does not have a face for video <laughs> no 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 he was he he was no. made for listening devices oh. he was a large man with a a large white man afro <laughs> yes yes but anyways, you um, gotta listen to the ba- to the tune "Wild Love" off of the Heart Wild Attack Love. album. It's great. Okay, all right. Now, of course, what was their? Uh, they uh, you could almost go with them actually being a one hit wonder though, and that was oh they've had all kinds. Of, eh, I don't know about one hit wonder. Hmm. Well, I mean, they did a lot of covers, but they've had seriously, stayed awake the one... all night. They've had uh, Night Wolf. Never heard it. They had Headhunter. Yeah. Okay, so, but the one that I heard on the radio, so I would call them a one-hit wonder, was Midnight Maniac. 
Oh, okay, that's a good song. That's true. That's true. I mean, I'm not saying they're one-hit wonders. They they had ten albums, but I mean, the only one I ever heard on the radio or saw on MTV. Occasionally, you'd see Ballroom Blitz, but that's a cover. Ballroom Blitz, yeah, and then, uh, but Midnight Maniac was their only one that got any airplay. Probably so. Uh, yeah. Well, except for uh, there was one more. So you're right. I'm wrong. Screaming in the night. Yeah. That yeah, that that got airplay. That got some headbangers ball play. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 So okay. <laughs> My bad. All right. So. Yes, you're bad. All right. My, <laughs> my bad. Okay, so you Damn want it. this? I can take it. Do you it. want this, April, or you want me to take it? Um, As you know, like I said earlier, my All husband's right. Canadian, so I think that um, you should listen to Blue Rodeo. The uh, Outskirts album is his okay. favorite, and that's the one that Heart Like Mine was on. So I guess I'm not supposed to tell you what you should listen to yet, am I? I'm telling you what I'm going to listen to. So I'm going to listen to Blue Rodeo. But I think you should listen to Heart Like Mine from their Outskirts album. So they've got also a, they've got um, rose-colored glasses. It's it's pretty good. But anyway, I think you should no, give um, Blue Rodeo a try. It may not be your cup of tea, but... Canadian music is a little bit different. Tim Hortons, eh? so just, well, not in their songs. I was songs, just going to say, but... do they say, do they say a a lot? Anyway, <laughs> you should give them a try. Blue Rodeo and Heart Like Mine. Okay. All right. Yep. I'll find a I'll find a link to one of those and post it on there. Okay. Good. Cool. Okay. So I don't remember what I recommended last week either. And I didn't send the link, so obviously I've got two podcasts to listen to tomorrow. Anyway, um, but, so I have decided that I'll go listen to uh, that uh, album that Chad Solon's song, Hurtin' Songs, is on, is a song called, or an album called Wicked Spell. And quite honestly, it is packed full of good music. And uh, I've recommended him before a song called Scratch, and I think that's what the album was called. Um, that's the one that we listened to that I had Greg and Nat listen to and they actually liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I'm going to listen to that album because uh, it's really hard not to like it. And then uh, this is the last thing. This has taken me out <laughs> back to my old black El Camino. Freshly showered, got my cologne on, and I've got my Alpine stereo cranked up. I got my 10 inch subs in the back of the El Camino and just flying down. I can't believe, I can't remember the street in the town that I grew up, but it eventually takes you from basically the uh, extension center and you go, it would be west, kind of a kind of southwest, and it eventually ends up on Sunset Lane. And I would just, uh, the song is Get Wise to the Rise by Black and Blue. Ah, yes. And, uh, you know, that's got that wicked guitar riff. Shotgun wedding, but I didn't show up. I was probably going to pick uh, Jerry Mangum up, but I had to drive around and listen to that song before I went back to his house. Great band, Black and Blue. Oh, that's an awesome. Black and Blue. Get Wise to the okay. Rise. So I'll post a link to that, and uh, that's where we're at. So we uh, 
don't really know what we're doing for next week for sure. So we will, uh, we might see what you're doing, April, if you're not busy. <laughs> so, uh, or we might have Greg. I'm All not right. 100% sure well, where we're again. at with that too. So, mm-hmm. um, thank you guys. It's anyway, been a lot of fun. Uh, thank you again, April, for coming on with us. Yes. And uh, as always, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we would like all of you listeners to tell your friends because we want to take over the world. <laughs> but if we have to do it one listener at a time, tell somebody else. <laughs> That's right. Have a good night, everybody.